You are listening to an all-new episode of the Model Experience Podcast, live from the Model House. The Model Experience is the number one resource for models. Real models, real stories, real resources. Visit themodelexperience.net to learn more and be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Model Experience. All right. All right. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We're coming to you live from the Model House. This is our podcast, and shout out to everybody who's tuned in so far. Indeed, indeed. Shout out to all of our listeners out there, and shout out to our beautiful hosts, my co-hosts. To my left, Miss Rio Summers of America's Next Top Model. Hey, it's your girl. Come on. And to my <laughs> right, the Platinum Life Slamaya Good. And, by the way, Lamaya is filling in for our girl Deandra Barnwell, who is in New York prepping for the ultimate fashion week. Yes, and speaking of fashion week, we are getting ready for our fashion week event here in LA at the Convention Center. So, this is the last call for models and designers, right? Yes, that is right. So, if you want to participate in our fashion week event, visit themodelexperience.net. And if you're a a designer, you want to scroll down to themodelexperience.net and click the designer application. If you're a model, you can apply on the homepage. All right. So I'm really, really excited for today's guest. <laughs> and the reason why I'm so excited is uh, because of visualization. Yes. And uh, let me elaborate. Yes. So for me, I feel like visualization has been a huge key um, to like the next step for me. I really am about like visualizing it, dreaming it, seeing right. it. I have to see it in my head in order for it to happen. And so when I started visualizing this podcast, I visualized... Sean, because I feel like you don't really fit like the typical model, if you will. So I don't know if, if it's okay to call you like an underdog, but like I feel like your story is unique. unique. And- it's something that people want to hear. And so when I started this, well, when we started this podcast, I really, we really pictured you as like our first guest. So oh, dope. which is wow. crazy. And she was telling me the story. She was like, I literally, and then I walked. I was like, How did it happen? She's like, I walked into him with Rio walking up. <laughs> I was like, What? So that's crazy. Yeah. She's not lying. She definitely like wanted you on this show and and not so much as an underdog because you're not at all. That's clear. And we'll get into that. But I feel like you started in a place where people might have looked at you in the beginning and been like, absolutely. You know, so this is literally it's real models, real stories, real resources. That's what we started this about. And so in my whole world, everybody knows is TV and film and that side, but the dope thing about you, I actually knew your music. Yes. Um, I'm a music head, I used to be an artist as well, so what drew me to me was I heard your song. My Actually, my husband, you've worked with him before, Eric Bellinger. Oh, Eric. He's like, yeah, exactly. So, um, it was interesting, I heard your music, and I was like, he's so dope, but I didn't know you had so many credits. I was like, I was, I've seen your face everywhere, right. but I didn't know, I was like, dang, when I looked at the credits, it's like, the list goes on and on. Yeah, so. She can run it down, well, run it down, run it down. Ready, oh, ready, no. ready, I'm about to bust it down, bust it down. <laughs> Do we have so, enough time? <laughs> yes, I mean, where are we gonna start? With like Vogue, GQ. Yeah, yeah. so, paper. on the modeling front, what, Vogue, yeah. GQ, Paper Magazine, Nike, and then my favorite story, or my favorite show of all time. American Horror Story. I fangirled so hard. I saw your face, Sean, and I was like, (laughs) no, like right next to Sarah Paulson, too. Like, I I pretty much cried for you. It's weird. I've known Sarah actually before I even um, did the show, actually. Really? Yeah, I met Sarah. She's sweet. I met Sarah because I'm I'm a, well, we'll get into that, but I'm a very, uh, I'm I'm not afraid of things. I don't know. I mean, we all have our fears, 
But I'm like, when it comes to other people and getting to know people, I'm just like, I'm going to say what I want to say to you regardless. Um, if you don't like me or if you don't want right. to talk back, that's okay. Next. Um, but yeah, I met Sarah Paulson and I met um, Lupita um, at the same time at Rihanna's VMA party a couple years ago in New York. And I saw them and I was like, I'm going to say hi. Like, I love yes. Sarah. I love Lupita. This is when Lupita like just became like, like she was in, a, in the beginning of her prime. Right. And it, it was just amazing. She really, really dope. Really, really dope person. Cool. And I've always saw Sarah um, ever since then at like other events and stuff like that. So when mm. we were on set with each other, it was just like, oh, hey, I've, I know you. I've seen right. you many times. We've said hello. And she put up. Awesome. I actually just saw Sarah what, two weeks ago at the Glass um, premiere in New York. Wow. Let's see, it's that energy. Have that you always is. been that way, like networking-wise? Um, I, yes, I have. I have been. I, I think I have. I've always been like this go-getter. It comes from my family, but specifically it comes from my mom. My mom is a go-getter. My mom used to be a model, actually, back in the day. Oh, wow. Um, nice. In like the late 80s, early 90s. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of got it from my mom. My mom was a hustler, she still is a hustler. Right. And I have that hustle mentality coming from New York, coming from the Bronx. Um, that's something that I have always loved to do. Um, when I was younger, my mom used to, everybody has like the Avon lady, and then they have like the Mary Kay lady. <laughs> yes. So my mom used to sell Mary Kay, and I basically, uh, you know, my mom used to sell Mary Kay, and then in New York, it's always hard to find parking. And you know, you always have to like double park or you get a ticket and all these different right. things. So my mom, I would like listen to her after a while. Like I, I, I knew everything. Like when you when you look like a Mary Kay, I don't know if you guys, are you guys yeah. familiar yeah. Mary Kay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sell candles. Well, my, I was yeah, my actual, yeah, my mother-in-law sells Avon, so yes. All right, so when it comes to Mary Kay, like I knew everything from like the names from like 3-in-1 Cleanser to yeah. like <laughs> Time Wise Collection, all these things. I knew everything, I knew shade, by lip gloss, lipstick, lip liner. I knew what went with what. Just from listening to my mom, I was 11 and 12 years old. And my mom, you know, after a while, she used to get like frustrated because she would like always like, have to double park. And then sometimes a cop would come and would always try to like push her away. So I used to say, let me go in. So my mom would have me and my older brother. Sometimes it mainly be me by myself, but like it's like this 11 year old kid, 12 year old kid. <laughs> and I know I would come, I would go inside of like beauty salons and like all kinds of things where there were women at. Anything that was, any, there were women anywhere, I went. And I would go in there and I would talk to these ladies and they would be looking at me like, what the hell are you selling? And I, I would get them though. Hey. I would get them and I would tell my mom, like mom, like they wanna sell this and she would, you know, I would go back in the car, she would come in. It would, it would just be a thing. So I've always had the mentality to sell, to sell something. So I that sell. bleeds through into your career, would you say? Pardon? Does that bleed over into your career? Absolutely, it bleeds over into my career. I, I, I tell people the simplest form is that you, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what agency you're with, whoever you think will put you on inside of your life, at the end of the day, you are your best manager. For sure. Amen to that. For sure. Um, all right, cool. So tell us about, well, I mentioned earlier, like, the word underdog. And I don't know if you like that word, but... Not offended. Okay. Tell me about like that maybe being a driver at all for you. Did you ever feel like, like what what was your driver becoming a model? Well, when I started, um, at first I didn't really think it was a possibility because I mean I don't really want to go into how I started, but just to like do it in a speed. Sure. I used to dance. My mom had a dance studio. I danced for eleven years before I went into modeling. I used to dance at Avenelli, Bronx Dance mm -hmm. Theater. I did like all kinds of things. 
I, I would just always, uh, so back to what I was saying, I, I danced and I used to put up YouTube videos before YouTube was even a thing. Like today, YouTube is a phenomenon. Right. Like Absolutely. back then, if you had like 6,000 views, you were like the shit. Like yeah. you were everything. Right, right, right. And blue check mark. No, <laughs> I mean, this was before blue check anything. Yeah. This is back when like, it was a prop. This is back when it was a huge thing to be like on someone's top friends on MySpace. Right, right. Like you want to get to organize the friends too. That yeah. was oh, I used to do it weekly. And you'd be offended if you like <laughs> right. Oh, girl. Like, yeah. So, yeah. so basically, what ended up happening was um, I put a YouTube video on on YouTube of me dancing, and then this scout at the um, time he was young. His name was Shamir. Kind of Shamir had to be maybe nineteen years old. He scouted me, brought me into the agency. I got signed. But it wasn't a big agency. It was actually called the Jami Models, which like no one you've never heard of this agency. Okay. Um, we'll just say but, boutique. No, it was it was a boutique agency, but he was amazing. That was my yeah. agent. My agent, his name was Dejami Raphael. And at the time, you know, I, I got into the industry and I, I started to go to castings and I saw models. At the time, it was a it was a different thing. It wasn't about like being different. I used to be at the time 5'11, but I would lie and say I was six foot, six one. Okay. And I was like the smallest guy next to guys that were like 6'1", 6'2", um, 160 pounds. Right. I was just like 147, 140 pounds, frail, skinny. And, you know, I, I started to see that there wasn't a lot of difference in general. It wasn't. Not even just, you know, in like, you know, being a person who has a visual impairment or disability. Right. There wasn't different anything. It was just, you know, if white, white guy, blue eyes, blonde hair, or it was the token black guy right. who was big and black and you, everybody wasn't that. So with that being said, um, I remember when I came on the scene, um, there was this blog at the time because blogger was a thing before bloggers existed. Right. It was an actual website. Um, his name was Douglas Perrette, and he had a website called COACD. It was called Confessions of a Casting Director. And he casted all the shows in New York. If it wasn't MTC casting, um, or it wasn't, um, uh, I'm trying to think, what else was it? Um, Jennifer Vendetti, JV8 Inc. These were like the top casting agencies in New York City during Fashion Week, during any campaign season, anything like that. Um, he put me on his um, on his page and it went viral. And the name of the story was Venus as a Boy, which is really, really dope because I am a Taurus and I am ruled by Venus. But on top of that, the song Venus as a Boy is by Bjork and I love Bjork. So it was kind of like full circle. A lot of full circle moments happen in my life all the time. Yeah. And with that being said, you know, as modeling, you know, went on, I just started to see there wasn't anyone that looked different, period. So I started to push the message forward. And of course, I got knocked down all the time. Mm -hmm. Always got knocked down. Like, I, I mean, I used to, my, my parents ended up divorcing. And I ended up moving upstate two hours away from the city. And my mom, I, at the time I started modeling, my mom couldn't drop me down. My mom used to drop me down to the city all the time. After a while, she couldn't because she had her business upstate. Okay. And what I would do is my mom would give me money. She would give me, I, t I put this on my Instagram literally like four days ago about just like struggling and hustling to get where you need to get. My mom used to give me 60, 62, no, no, my mom used to give me $70, $70 every other day for two years um, to get on the short line bus. I used to get on the short line bus that would take me into the Port Authority on, on Times Square. I would have a um, dollar seventy-five, or I think it was whatever it was, just enough to get on the train to go to the casting, mm -hmm. to come back on a train, to come back and get a dollar pizza. 
sometimes I would also sacrifice that extra and walk from, it could be Soho, I would walk to Times Square wow. just to get, get to Port wow. Authority. Oh, that would be all the time. I would be like 16, 17 all the time. Yeah. And um, just to like shorten this so you guys could talk. Um, yeah, so that, that basically ended up um, happening. And then after a while, my mom couldn't afford it. And she was like a shopaholic. She used to go to like TJ Maxx and Marshalls, but she would always keep the receipt. No, all of our moms did. Come on. That, that's me today. It don't matter how much I say. I will, go, I will go to Ross and get a candle real quick. I will go to Ross and get towels real quick. But with that being said, my mom would always shed a tin and she would keep receipts. And I would tell my mom, hey, I got this casting, not castings, because I, I wasn't eligible to get castings. Right. I would have one. Right. And, and I would have one just to be told, oh, nice to see you, or we're not looking for you, or oh, I don't know how you got that casting, we never sent it. Mm-hmm. And I, um, after all, my mom was like, I can't afford it, so my mom basically would go into her closet. She had like the tag puncher that could tag the, that could punch the tag back yeah. into the dress. Yes. No, and she would go, she knew where what receipt was what for what store, and she oh would go, God. and she would, we would go to return it, and I would get the cash back, and I would go back on the bus, and then it got, we found an even cheaper route. We would go to the NJT, the New Jersey Transit, uh-huh. and that was cheaper, that was 20 something dollars, so that helped, and I would go all the time. That's but crazy. with that being said, to close that chapter, um, it, 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 was a, it was a struggle, obviously, and it, it was something that my mom even believed in, like, you know, this is gonna happen, and you're gonna keep on doing it. And then in 2009. What was the breakthrough? The breakthrough for me, mentally, was in 2009. Um, I. Basically. Wait, really quick. Sorry. Would you say that breakthroughs start with yourself, right? Like a mental change? Yeah, this is this is that breakthrough with me. This is that that breakthrough started with me and where I really where it really clicked in that it wasn't a breakthrough like, "Oh my god, I'm making ways in the world." Like, yeah. no, it was like I'm making ways in my mind that I need to do something in the world. And wow. it was in 2009, I booked um, this show Patrick Ravel, who you guys probably don't know today, but who, who is still a huge designer. Um, and was a huge designer back then, um, along with one of the first designers that I ever did a presentation for, which was um, Tim, um, Tim Hamilton, who, again, was massive back then. Yeah. And um, basically, at the time, I was approached by the New York Times, Guy Trebay. He basically wanted to do a piece on me, and he kept asking me, when's your next show, when's your next show? We were waiting for a show, because I wasn't booking anything. And I ended up getting this show, and... Um, he basically, the, the article came inside of the New York Times that week, and the title was, Will His Singularity Lead to Pluralism? Wow. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of people, um, and, and, and at the ending of the article, um, I don't, we, we're not going to read the whole article, it said um, something about being a trailblazer. I don't know if one of you guys could look up on your phone yeah. real quick, if you just type it in, I don't really know. Tell me that. Are you um, looking at my notes? Trailblazer, Muse? I don't have a paper in front of me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like side eye over here. No, so basically that was something that ended up happening. We have an answer today where you have beautiful models today like Winnie Harlow, Jillian Mercado, Ralph Souffrant, uh, Melanie Guidos. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the list goes the list goes on. Right. You know, these people are paving ways and then you have um, Melanie Goddess and the list goes on. But that was my moment where I felt like, okay, like this is something that's ticking. But yeah. Well, so let's talk about the fact that, you know, Winnie Harlow wasn't around 10 years ago. A lot of these people that you're talking about and naming right now, I've, I've met Jillian personally. I know she wasn't really on the cover of anything 10 years ago. She wasn't really popping like that. I feel like you paved the way and kind of changed the status of beauty in society. 
do you agree or do you feel like you've contributed to that at all? I know you kind of like think of yourself really modestly, which I love. Uh, <laughs> love you too. Oh, no, no, I just put the middle finger up there. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I did this. With the camera card, you see? We, we got the camera. Yeah, I saw it. I did. <laughs> He's on camera. But do you feel like you've contributed to that at all? I will, I will start to take the steps um, necessary um, into my path, continuing life, to say that I did change it. Yeah, I didn't contribute, yeah. I changed it. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Um, I, I'll, I will own the fact that I did change the way we look at models today. Um, and in a place, because I remember at the time, it was just me by myself. The only, pe- the only person that I, I have to credit because she's my girl, and at the same time, we came up in the same time, but we, we moved differently, is Deandra Forrest. Deandra Forrest also okay. has albinism. We were both around the same time. Okay. Before us, there was Connie Chu who had albinism, who no one really knew. Even though she like killed it, she did like Givenchy, Vogue. She was signed to FM London, which was like massive back in the day, um, and and it's so and the list goes on. Uh, other than that, you know, we have had other people before me that have shaped culture, like you know Beth and Hardison, who was the manager to, if I'm right or wrong, Naomi Campbell, um, who the U.S. have models like Leah Cabetti, Tyson Beffer, Ty- Tyra Banks, mm-hmm. Veronica Webb. Um, the list goes on. These are people who who opened the door for me as a black man right. um, to be in fashion, to even have a place. Right. Where I, what I did was I opened the door for people who are different. Right, so it's one legacy needs, leads to another. Absolutely. Their legacy has contributed to your legacy. Your legacy will continue Absolutely. to contribute to somebody else's. So do you feel like you fit the stigma of a model or? I definitely don't fit the stigma of a model. I've never actually had model friends right. um, until maybe, you see, I've been modeling for almost 11 years, so I haven't had model friends since, girl, like, Our I don't choice? I, I mean, I just never ever really, like, you have to understand that I wasn't welcome. Right, yeah. I wasn't really, really welcome, so with that being said, um, I would just find friends with other people, I'll be fine, which is why I have the network I have today. Right. Okay, you models, y'all don't want to be friends with me? That's fine. I'll be friends with the stylist, the makeup artist. And whatever comes natural. And it it all came natural. Who who was the casting director? And and that's why I I have that. But I didn't didn't make, I mean, I have model friends. I would say, like, my close model friends, I've definitely been within the past three years of my life. If anything, it was always females. Like, one of my best friends is Cecily Lopez, who let, like, I mean, to me, she, you know, we're like, that's one of my best friends. She's like a legend. Like, she did what she did. She's married, she has two kids. And, and, and it's great. I mean, Jordan Dunn, Chanel Iman, the list goes on. Um, but today I have, like, my own friends who are, like, in their ventures and they're coming up. Like, his, uh, one of my, my good close friends who's a model, his name is um, Faye Robinson. Okay. Or there's um, Matthew Miller. Uh, these are, like, friends, like, you know, we're, we're gay and we're young and, like, we live and we do <laughs> yeah. our shit. And that's yes. also another thing. Like, being a gay man and being a model was something mm-hmm. that was shunned upon. It was, like, if you were a male model you didn't want no one to know your sexuality because back in the day, really? we wanted to hire a man and a man that. is heterosexual. Right. For sure. And that's not true. So it was yeah. so typecast. So I also was that guy. Not only what I, did I have albinism and I was different, I was also openly gay. I didn't care. Like, I used to go to castes. I used to, like, love Rick Owens. Like, you see um, my friend Chase right now. Who are these heels you got on this? <laughs> Wait. Who are these heels you have on? Can we put the camera on his heels any possible way? I need to show that hill. Come on. <laughs> you 
And that's a men's heel, not a women's heel. But you are so, your energy is so, um, to me, because when I saw your, your fashion and stuff, it's so interesting because it's so androgynous, I guess, in a, in a sense that, that could be I like to use the word infectious. Because it's not anything. To me, you have such a masculine side. Mm-hmm. I think he's like, oh, this nigga's just, Absolutely. you know, this. <laughs> oh, here I go drop the N-bomb. I, I do this frequently, but... You know, it's so interesting to see. I guess it that's the perfect word. Infectious would be the word. Your energy has been such a broad spe- spectrum right. that it really is infectious because you really just don't know. It's just art. Everything you do, even from the visuals that you put out with your music, that's a whole... But that's why people today Which, where you have... A, by the way, your music video yeah, is really dope. Well, we'll get into the music in the end. Yeah, let's get to the music. Okay, <laughs> right, yes, I'm sorry. We'll I, I chopped that in there. But, cool. No, we'll get there. But that's what I'm saying. Like, when you come today, like, you know, when you have like the whole, like, that, that is my personality. Like, I am, I am a flamboyant person. I am feminine. I am also masculine. Yeah, you know what? I have seen you Vogue. But I also love, uh, but it's weird because it's like I love, voguing. I love voguing, I love voguing. But then after the voguing, I also love smoking a blunt with the rappers. Right, like, right, right, right. But I, I also like, like literally, like this past weekend, like me and the person that I'm dating, like we were just like inside of like we went to the Super Bowl, um, and then after that we just you know hung out with like some like football players from the Jets and like went to like Magic City and it right. was like amazing. <laughs> But it was amazing, and I loved them also too. I loved, I loved them. Um, the, the 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 Jets teammates. They were just so dope because they were inviting, and I love that because it shows at the end of the day that we are men. At the end of the day, we, I don't cross my bound. I don't cross my boundaries. You don't cross yours. Right. But at the end of the day, we can both have fun together. Right. And and even then, I'm the best person to go to a strip club with because I also <laughs> don't love the way men treat strippers. Right. So I'm the kind of person like. When, when girls are dancing, I'm like on the floor helping them scoop their money up. Like, oh, we need to get this money, girl. So like, mean. No, I'm, so mean. So mean. I'm like, girl. Seriously. Seriously. I'll take the money in half. Like, here's a snack. Put it in your bag, girl. Like, bitch, you can hustle that guy over there. Literally. I don't like it, but it's, I just said it's a job. And at the end of the day, you don't you don't frown upon what a job is at right. the end of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, let's continue. Okay, so transitioning into change of pace, on-camera tips. Any on-camera tips you can give our listeners? Um, On-camera tips, what would I give? Definitely know your lighting. Obviously, I'm pretty sure everybody has said this coming on the show. But definitely knowing your lighting more than Instagram lighting. Definitely mm-hmm. knowing your angles. And definitely knowing, like, you know... Like, this is my thing. And this also goes for the model and the photographer. There should be no reason why we are 30 minutes on the same look. Right. Right. As a model or photographer, as a photographer, there should be no reason why you are shooting 500 photos of the same look. So how do you... Oh, I say I, I say something. I let I let a photographer know. And I, I'm not even being a diva. I let a photographer know right. going in. We're not taking all day. Okay. And do you <laughs> do you take in their input? Are they? Do you mind Absolutely. if a photographer wants to give input? Absolutely. Or is it like I just know my. Okay. I love that. Okay. I love that, and it makes the job easier. But at the same time, we have to work together. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can't just be a photographer who wants to be like a boot like Stephen Mizell and just be like fashion, fashion. Like you can't do that. <laughs> Let's get the shot. I got places to go. You right. have places to go. Right. So I, it's I, working together. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. I would say a look shouldn't take any more than 15 minutes. Hello. Like, 
<laughs> that's just the way that I've ran it. You're, I figured you're only going to use maybe two images from right. it. So exactly. I agree with you on that. But mm -hmm. yeah, and and that's a big thing too. Branding yourself on social media. Um, I remember one of the biggest things that somebody told me, and let me know if you agree. They were like, Rio, you're posting way too many photos from the same shoot. Like, stop <laughs> it. Yeah, like I would post like three, four, five in a row. Maybe. I I I I agree with that. I hate that. Yeah. I mean, to me, social media. Which we can also we can we can get into that. Um, social media is great because it allows you to build a platform. It allows us to do what we're doing right now. Because right. you know when we get when this is done, we're going to be you know pushing this on social media to go and listen Absolutely. to this podcast. But the part of social media that I do not like is that it gives people the incentive to not work. No one wants to work. No one wants to work hard for anything. But at the same time, like I tell people. You can get this overnight success and overnight fame. I always tell people, you can get the cars to a Range Rover, but if you don't know how to drive it, actually, can we up the car a little bit? You can get, let me give you a, more, let me give you a harder car, like something more expensive, like, like a Lamborghini. Like, okay, you know, you, you, you can get the cars, you, you get the keys to the Lamborghini, but if you don't know how to drive it, you don't know how to take care of it, what is it gonna do? It's gonna sit. And it's gonna it cost thirty thousand to change and the oil. Gonna, yeah. It costs thirty thousand. You can't afford the maintenance. You, you, you can't. You can't afford the maintenance, and that's something that you have to understand. I always tell people: today's culture is obsessed with the ending product. It is. Never the middle. The middle is where it matters, how you got there. Right. It's you're creating something for longevity. You know what I mean? The whole thing is not to work till we're freaking wrinkled and to the floor yeah right. so you got to put in that middle work and if but no one wants to everyone wants to show their highlighted moments and their best moments and everyone wants to play keeping up with the joneses and it, and it's something that i think people need to stop doing like it, it, i mean you know we're not going to go into we are not going to go into this because you know we love city girls clout chasing you know but <laughs> but we're not doing that we're not quoting any lines but we're not quoting any lines stop cloud chasing but but my thing is at the ending of the day you know you have to just put into perspective that a lot of people they, they live in a social media world where it's not real and this is the problem where you have um you 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 have people that they can't translate from the gram to the television, right. from the gram to real life, even We're, in person, right? Girl, let's go there. So many people like not translate in person. It's, it's not. I don't know. You can't speak. You have anxiety. It's, when you were when you were growing up as a as an entertainer, I mean, you know, you know, people make fun of like Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake but and all. You have to be an overall performer. And that's what I'm used to. I grew up in that day and age. When I had a record deal, it was like, baby, you got to come in here, sing, dance, tap, act, no Everything. Do it all, baby. <laughs> Print, all of that. And that's what the this this generation, I feel like, that whole middle course right there. They're missing it. They are. But it'll show in the end day. Right. But it's important for people like yourself who are trailblazers, who said having a platform like this where you can express, it took me work. It took me sacrifice. It took me struggle. So let me. And it still is taking me oh, work, yeah. sacrifice, and struggle uh, to uh, be where I am. 100%. You know, but that's why we appreciate having you here and being able to talk to you this candidly about it. You know, I feel like nowadays everybody wants to be a model or a supermodel and they use it so. The problem is everyone wants to be famous. Oh, right. Everyone, every, everyone wants to be famous, and I'll, I'm here to tell you. Listen, I'm not in. I'm. I, I never wanted to be a model. I'm not in this industry for fame, at all. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yes, it is great to be famous. It is great to have people come to me and be like, "You did something for my life." Right. It is good to have the access to have doors open certain places. But at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. What I love about my life is that I get to 
meet and see and travel around the world and see different people, different cultures, I get to meet other creatives that are even higher than me. And like, 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 what's her name? Just um, wrote me yesterday in my DM. Um, the brat. Okay. Because I saw her in Atlanta. To me, the brat is like phenomenal. Right. Half of these kids. <laughs> but half of these kids won't even know that yeah. when they pass. I see. I, I will see kids. Like, no offense, they will run to like the new mumble rapper in in in, in an event, and I'm like. My dude, but do you see Morgan Freeman? Do you see like like do you not know who this is? Like do you not know who these people are? And even like when um Eric Eric um Eric Bellinger, your husband, he had a performance at the um don't 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 say it. It was at the El Rey Theater. Yes. And I was there, and you know I was looking like yeah, like duh. He had all these people come out. I'm like yeah, like do you know what Eric Eric Bellinger has done? Do you know how many songs that he has featured on? Do you know how many things that he has he's written? Like, you right. need to know. You that need to it do. Just, it didn't know, bro. We got an L Ray for no reason. Okay, and he did the struggle. So that was a whole thing. People don't know. All that relationship and all that, it's behind the scenes. It's like you said, the networking, the giving your attention to not just the talent, but to the casting directors, the just everybody that's around. It doesn't matter. Stylist, hair, makeup. Absolutely. It's those relationships that are cultivated and that type of energy. That's why you're going to have a long, a long, successful career. That's why people like him will have a long, su- successful career. And so people like who? Like him. Oh, that will have a long <laughs> no, yeah, like him so. for sure. Absolutely. He always will. And the thing about it is, is not, not, I mean, so we can go to another question because, I mean, this is going to be a long podcast. Can we just make it long? Let's get along. Because I was about to push you real quick. No, yeah. no, 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 let's get along. No, because my thing is, is that at the end of the day, when it comes to that, like, when I, what I love about people like Eric, what, what, what I see within myself is that we understand value. And the thing about it is to this generation, value doesn't look like anything. And, and, and to them, value is followers. Like, it, it baffles me when I look at someone on Instagram. Do you, if I hear anybody, do you know this person? she got so much, so million followers on Instagram. I don't care. Right. right. It's like, what is her how many How many million she, people does she touch? Right. What is her substance? What is she? What is her purpose? Where is she? Do I even know? And from no, the business usually... side, I always think of dollars, too. I'm like, well, I know a lot of people with big followers, but that doesn't no always translate. No go on, go on Instagram. You have a million followers. Ask each follower for a dollar. Right. Now collecting one dollar. Um. So I know you said that you don't like the term model used loosely. So I wanted to challenge you and ask you a question, and it won't offend me at all. So you know, like I came from America's Next Top Model, Mm -hmm. and I just recently got my like claim to fame. That's not even my claim to fame. That's not my peak, but that's my jump off. You know. Um. How do you feel about people who come from America's Next Top Model? Do you feel like we're real models? Do you feel like that's just uh, so basically? So basically, you're being messy. And you're asking me this question. <laughs> you're asking me this question because of what Winnie said on whatever it was. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, no. I think no, I, I love Winnie. I, I, I love her. Yeah. Um, and I love Tyra. Tyra has been a major part of my career, along with other people. You were on Top Model, right? Yes, I was a, a judge. I was, actually, I was I was on Top Model twice. I was I was um, a challenge mm. on I think season twenty one, and then I was a judge on Germany's Next okay. Top Model. Wait, season twenty one was Guys and Girls, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was on Don. I was on Don's um, season. I, oh. Me and Zendaya gave them a challenge. Oh, okay, dope. Shout out to Don Benjamin. But yeah, um, what was I gonna say? Um, in response to the uh, Winnie's comment. Yeah. No, you know, I mean, I mean, and I, I will, I will say this. I, 
Winnie, at the ending of the day, Winnie is young. She is young, but she's doing what she does and she's killing it. I'm not gonna lie to you. Did I say a lot of outlandish shit when I was younger? Absolutely, that I regret. <laughs> That I regret and then I grew up to understand that, you know, there's a way to talk with eloquence. Right. At the end of the day, I understand what she means. Do, uh, when, when it comes to back in the day when you were a, a model and you were in New York, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, did like agents and like, casting directors used to talk shit on girls that were like on ANTM? Yes, because it was associated with reality TV. Right. Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, do I still think that the models on ANTM are real models? I think that at the end of the day, Tyra, first of all, should be given the kudos to even have given a platform regardless. Um, when it comes to ANCM, um, it, I have seen in the past that a lot of cast directors, agents don't want to either like sign a girl who's been with ANTM because it, it is related to reality TV. At the end of the day, I do think that what people need to stop doing is knocking down the platform that Tyra created for people who can't get into an agency that, you know, just want to believe. And I think that that's a part of life that is missing, that people forget. People need to see it to believe it. Back then, you needed to believe it to see it. Mm. And, and and I don't like that. So I love that. It's like, you know, like you, you, I want to I wanna do that. Because even before I was even who I was, I still loved, I used to watch ANTM faithfully. I mean, I, we all know when Joanna did that photo with the helmet. It was a Joanna shit. <laughs> I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it was just dope. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, I do believe that people who model who, or who come from ANTM are real models because at the end of the day, you're a model. You're much. You're as much of a model as you say you are. If you work hard, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And Tyra is a supermodel, and she did make a platform. And then to wrap that all up, in the world of Instagram today, no one of mine is a real model. So, wow. So, do you have a definition of a supermodel? I think that there are models. Now, do I think that, what I will say, I think that supermodel and top model are terms that are, they're used loosely. They're used very loosely. So um, what is your definition? Of, what do you mean? Of, one of a supermodel or a top model? To me, a top model is someone who is of the moment, who is making waves, who has a big name for themselves. Like to me, a top model is like a Gigi. I was just going to say. Okay, um, like, 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 like a Bella, a, a Kendall. Um, and then you go into men. One of my favorite male models today, Alton Mason. Yes! Alton, Alton reminds me of myself. Yes! That's why I love Alton. Alton reminds me of myself. Um, you know, that those are top models. Supermodels to me are when you shape culture. Okay. When you shape culture in a massive way beyond Instagram. When you shape the way people are even thinking. When you see right. your your impact, not just because you're on the on the billboard, but because you see an image that you help change on a billboard when you're a household name, a Tyra Banks, a Naomi Campbell, a Tyson Befford. Fabio wasn't even a model, but he was culture shifting. He was a sex symbol. Wow, yeah, that's very true. And no one ever thinks about that. No. I think Naomi just got her first beauty campaign or her first face. It's her first time being the face of a huge Out of her whole career? Wow. I can believe that. But then you also have like something that I never understand is like when it comes to I uh, don't get me wrong I love I love Vogue I for, I love Vogue love Teen Vogue I mean one of my friends used to be one of the editors Elaine but one thing that I do not like is when I see a lot of these girls on Instagram they have so many covers of Vogue and I'm like there should be no reason why you have as many covers as a Naomi right, Campbell why are you but that's because getting a cover doesn't mean anything anymore it's it doesn't 
It's followers, but yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Getting yeah. a cover doesn't mean anything anymore. Right. Getting a Grammy doesn't like mean anything record, anymore. Record deals, all that. People are like, why don't you come back to music? For what? Who am I competing <laughs> against? Like, what do you What do you want me to do? I'm like, going to have a new artist every... No offense. I, also, I love Cardi, but who will be the next Cardi? Oh, yeah. Sure. It's like, oh, it's, I mean, it's it's a factory now. And, that, and I think for me, that's another reason. I don't like to do that stuff because I just feel like there's no real sport sportsmanship um there's no i mean and i'm not saying for everybody you know i think cardi probably puts in a great amount of work into what she does oh, i'm not taking exactly me too so i'm not taking i'm just saying i don't feel like as a whole there's so many people that are just getting by because they get popular off social media and i just i'm not i'm not with it i'm cool i'd rather sit by myself with my little group of people that i'm, I'm cool you'd rather I, be authentic is what you're saying i'd rather be I, yeah i yeah. don't have to be the cool guy yeah, it's like not, it's not a game for you. It's not fun for you. It's not fun for me. Like back in the day, we had all the girl groups. It was like a crazy, mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah. race to the finish. We're like, oh, like, you know, but it was all the girl groups, but we was all working crazy, doing eight hour rehearsals. And that's the work, go back to the work, work ethic you were talking about. And so, yeah, that's my spiel. I'm like, I learned a few things just know what you're saying. Alright, so back to supermodels. Who's your favorite supermodel of all time? Title question. Um, I would say my favorite supermodel of all time. There is no favorite, but I will say this person because um they have vouched for me. Um in a in a time where a lot of people didn't vouch for me. I'll say it's Tyson Bufford. Um, Tyson Beffert is an amazing person. Yeah, he's so cool. I had a conversation with him one time, and um, we were just talking about like the the industry and stuff like that. And I was feeling down, and he said something to me like, "Boy, like, do you know what you're doing? Like, do you already know like what you?" And I'm like, "You're Tyson Beffert. Right. Like, you're like almighty sexy. Like, right. you're like the phenomenon. Like, right. you know, for him to tell me that, um, it was amazing. So I would say Tyson Beffert. Okay. Now, what about the biggest milestone in your career? There's so many. Okay. Um, okay. That's good. Do do do. Do do do. Um, I don't know. There, there, there's, there's so many milestones. I, I, but I, I don't I don't know what would be the biggest. I would say one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, was working for people, um, that I said I wanted to work for when I wasn't even a model, like when I was just a normal person dancing. Right. Um, and, and I I told myself I was like, oh my god. I remember back then I wanted to be a background dancer for either Janet. Madonna or Beyonce and working with Beyonce um, you know through Ty Hunter who is my godfather that was that was a milestone for me I mean Beyonce to me I love Michael Jackson and I would have loved to work with Michael Jackson so Michael Jackson you know he's he passed away so who's the next big thing Beyonce (laughs) so basically I worked with Michael Beyonce And, and what video was that pretty pretty hurts right First video we did was Party. Oh, wow. And then the second video we did was Pretty Hurts. Yeah. Okay. And Pretty Hurts, I wasn't even supposed to be in. Just like randomly happened? Or? Well, I know Melina, who directed the video. Melina Melina's the shit. Oh, I, I know her. Melina, and she was like, Sean, I need you to help me cast this video. And I like, that's when I like, I pulled in DeAndre Forrest, and I pulled in all the, these other girls. I helped, I helped cast it. Because I've also, besides modeling, I've done a lot of shit. Honey, I've done the doors at events. I have, I have styled lookbooks before. I have casted shit. I've casted runway shows. The list goes yes. on. Um, but yeah, um, Melina was like, you know, like, can you help us get some models inside of this thing? And, and at the ending, 
there was the guy who was supposed to play the um, pageant director. He, he dropped out. And we were on set, and she was like, I need you to play the show. And I went, and I like put a black shirt neck on. <laughs> I grabbed the glasses off of it in the AD, and I was... And I, and I remember, because it was funny, because at this time, obviously, I, I've met B plenty of times, and I remember, they were like, oh, we want you to yell at her. And I remember, I was yelling at her, and, and I was like, oh, you you, the, you turn around, and yelling, I was like, and, it was, and she was like, you know, you have to yell at me harder, you know, like, touch me. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> and then they, they, they gave me directions, like, we want you to slap her leg, smush her face. Oh, and I'm like, I, I am mushing and I will never forget I was I, I did it and I'm yelling at her and she wiped her face because I thought I spit on her and I she and mind you this is in the middle of a yeah. tape and I'm and she's like wiping her her face and I'm like and I'm like oh my god I'm so sorry she's like no I'm acting and I'm like and I was like whatever it was but that was you know it, it, it was a lot it was cool whatever the case may be but that was one of the best milestones I think definitely in my uh, career so we want to ask you if somebody to walk, were to walk away from this, what would be your number one or best advice you could give to an aspiring model? Um, I would say if you really want to be an actual model and not an Instagram sensation, don't let the, don't let the internet rush you mm. um, to be where you want to be. Um, take your time, go by your pace. Um, don't go too slow. Um, you know, stay on track with things and stay, you know, with the wave. But I would definitely say don't let the outside noise get into your mind, you know, and just do what you want to do. And you have to truly, honestly believe that what you're chasing and what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing. Mm. And, and things change, you know, like I, you know, did modeling, now I'm doing music and it, it changed. So that's, that's what I would say. Amazing. All right. Last question to wrap it up. Give me your take on fashion week i know you've been to paris new york la they're all very different which is your favorite um for me that's a hard question to ask um fashion week in my opinion um it, it fluctuates just like any city you know like even with music like new york had it one moment atl had a moment right. la had it too long and i don't know who has it next sure. um detroit detroit maybe who knows we need something new <laughs> la far, what was your best there is, there is no best, but what I will say about Fashion Week, it is changing mm -hmm. because of social media. Um, Fashion Week was a thing before. Today, it's like, I feel like anybody's just sitting front row and anybody's just going to anything. Yeah. And it really sucks because it's just about like, people are like, oh, you know this rapper, da 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 so on and so forth, but yeah, his friend's friend. Yeah, but they are like associated. I'm like, that's not how fashion, you know, but then that's what also comes with fashion designers today. Everyone wants to be hip. Which is why you have massive houses that are like always hiring rappers to do their after parties to make them seem like they're a part of the in crowd. Right. Um, but Fashion Week, you know, it, when it was cool, it was dope. I remember when Amber Rose and Kanye used to come through, and that was like phenomenal. Like I was like, oh my god, <laughs> Miss J walking through the door, Tyra walking <laughs> through the door, Anna Wintour, you know, walking through the door with Angelina and Tali. What's the, she like? Oh, Anna's dope. Anna's really, really dope. I really, really love her. My favorite person that I've ever worked with from the whole Vogue family is Andre Leontali. Yeah. Andre is phenomenal. He has the best spirit. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming out today. Yeah, this is like, I'm like totally enveloped yeah. in everything you're saying. Well, thank you. <laughs> this is very insightful and just very, I think you are very true to form. I mean, the 
my first time meeting you and everything um, that you've embodied that I've just seen. Right. You are you truly embody all of that. So Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Shout out to Sean. Yeah. Sean's amazing. I've met this is what my third time being around you, I think. I've been around you several times. I don't know. You may not have realized back in the no, day. No, you've been have you wait, have, have you wait, have you been to my house before? I have. <laughs> Literally, I've been in Sean's apartment. And like every time I've met you, you've just been like super cool. You're not I always up have your own parties ass. and sometimes like <laughs> you know, my parties it'd be like three hundred people in my apartment. Yeah. My birthday, literally, I had to like lie and tell people to get out, but you know, <laughs> you guys will come. I never got kicked out, so that's good. <laughs> but some people, you saw some people probably did. Uh, yeah, I think so. Some people got a little wild. They had to go. Yeah, so if know. you're in town and not in Tokyo, we'll invite you out to our fashion yeah. week event, maybe. Yes, if I'm um, not in Tokyo. Yeah, it's just, you know, I, that's what I love what she's doing. Giving that hope to people. Don't knock somebody's dream just because the platform that you don't understand. It's awesome that she's giving people a chance to dream to go after it and offering them those. This is a proper time to do, this is a proper time to, I mean, he's still rolling, but whatever. Um, it's, a, it's a proper time to do this, honestly. I think that, like, even a person that I'm dating, um, you know, today, he literally told me, he's like, oh, I'm deleting my Instagram. And I'm like, why? He's like, it's just too much. And I don't, to me, Instagram is not too much for me because it's a part of my job and I don't look at it that way, but I can only imagine that it could be a yeah. lot. And I think that that's something that is super, super important. And I think what you guys are doing is amazing because there's a lot of fake. There's a lot of fake. There's a lot of false. There's a lot of all of that. Where's the real? And we need the real. So, well, we so keep it real. Appreciate the real. supporting it. And we believe that you're going to be a trailblazer again. That everybody going to want to be on the TME podcast. I, I believe so. It'll be done. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Model Experience Podcast, live from the Model House. And And that's that's a wrap. wrap.